Hey, welcome to NASA Edge. An inside and outside look at all things NASA. Job. Not bad. Hey. You know, that wasn't the plan. What's going on? Oh, really? Yeah, you know, the, the rule is the person who's in the chair closest to the center is the co host uh, well, for, for the show. Be, so, there you, you know, it's. it's You've been magic. superseded, Blair. Yeah. Well, that's that's won't be the first. <laughs> yeah, it's signing, no, that's signing in. See? Not signing well, see, but, but your job is to introduce the, ho- the <laughs> okay. special co host for well, the show. Today is our magnetosphere show okay. or Sun Earth show, okay. however you want, if you don't mind, the magnetosphere. 2008. 2008. <laughs> uh, but what we're going to be talking today primarily is about solar power and, of course, Solar Week, which Troy is going to help us with. But first, I'm very happy Troy's here for it. We're going to do Franklin's news section. Hey, Troy, I'm, gl- I'm glad you're here because I, I came across this uh, story on the NASA website about a solar flare, a solar storm. So I'm going to, you know, tell you about it and then get your, your point of view on it. Let's talk. <laughs> the most intense burst of solar radiation in five decades accompanied a large solar flare on January 20th, 05. Uh, shaking space weather theory and highlighting the need for new forecasting techniques, uh, similar probably to the uh, magnetospherics that you exactly. experienced uh, during your cache. Precisely. In Chesapeake, in Chesapeake, Virginia. Yeah, that was, yeah. but did you say 2005? 2005. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. When recent history. Right, that's right. <laughs> Relatively <laughs> soon. <laughs> yeah, hot news. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, the solar flare occurred at 2 a.m. Uh, Eastern Time, Eastern Standard Time, tripping radiation monitors all over the planet and scrambling detectors on spacecraft within minutes. It was an extreme example of a flare with radiation storms that arrived too quickly to warn future interplanetary astronauts. My question to you, Troy, is a storm of this magnitude or a flare, um, how, generally how fast does a flare leave the uh, sun and make it to Earth? Generally, it takes about, from the time we see the flare, which uh, the light from that flare or coronal mass ejection that happens, takes CME. about eight CME. minutes, a CME. Mm-hmm. Right. It takes about eight minutes for us to see that on Earth. Okay. However, that's a great indicator because that gives us usually up to three days right. before right. the plasma and the energy from that storm actually impacts the Earth in the magnetic creating, field. Creating magnetosphere. And, that, and, that's, and, that's, and that's the satellites that help us out. They give us the early Absolutely. mornings. Absolutely. Right. Sometimes they're our first indicator of right. the severity or if the storm is actually in a direction that's going to have effect right. on Earth. Okay. Well, one of the big indicators that there's serious magnetospherics going on is the aurora. I was actually in the air when that, that storm Is that happened. right? Yes, and uh, I was looking out of the airplane. We were down in, um, uh, crossing over from Pennsylvania over into Maryland, and I looked out the plane, and the window was like, man, it's bright out here. <laughs> and I saw the color, it's just like, it, it's I, I just, yeah, you know. We, we didn't believe him. We are like, Kind of see Aurora right. flying fr- flying near Pennsylvania from a commercial flight. He must have had like the free drink or something. <laughs> <laughs> but you know the the problem with that is the fact that if we actually had astronauts on the lunar surface, you know, in their unpressurized rover away from their from the base camp, it, it, that that proton radiation would have went right through the suits and it would have been a big problem. That's a really good point. Yeah. We've been very fortunate, especially in the early days of space travel, right, to have gone up between solar storms or around the solar storms. They knew of solar activity in, right. and in force in those days, right. but not to the extent that we do now. Right. 
Now we really can predict and forecast space weather in a much better way than we ever and, could before. And as we you know, as we journey back to the moon, Mars, and beyond, you know, mm-hmm. one of the, the, the biggest uh, concerns that we have is going to be that the radiation effects, not only from the sun, but also galactic cosmic radiation. That's right. right. Imagine so. taking, what, six months to get to Mars. That's right. By in that time, you're certainly going to have solar storms during a solar cycle, mm-hmm. or especially if you're in solar, what's called solar maximum, when right. the sun is really, really active. Right. As a matter of fact, we're headed towards that right now. Solar and, and in fact, that's why the show is so important today, because we're going to be talking about the sun and solar energy. And we know that there's detrimental effects from the sun, but there are also some, some benefits, too, from the sun, which we'll talk about. Right, but also it's important, because as an insider and soon-to-be media not, that's why my role as Space Weather Action Center expert really comes into play. Now, today I've set up a special Space Weather Action Center report, and the uh, specialty is is that I've decided to power the entire event by solar means. That's your second edition, right? Yes, my second edition. So I've set up some solar powers, and in fact, I did something else. I went so far as to create a control using exercise bikes, sort of to compare. <laughs> so I, I've got this whole thing set up, and hopefully before you go, but if not, shortly thereafter, we'll have a Space Weather Action Center report right here today, giving you valuable information. So if you're on the moon or planning to go, you don't get caught in some unfortunate radioactive activity. If you take a bike to keep it powered up. Yeah, he, he thinks well, he's Lance no, Armstrong. I'm, I'm, that's I'm, I'm I was thinking the same that's thing. The, yeah. That's the control. <laughs> uh, that's the control. I just want to be able to compare right. how how well I can power it via solar energy versus. Well, the, I tell you what. Let's, let's take a break. Power. Let's take a break because I know you have a lot of work to do to yes. get that ready. I'm, I'm uh, monitoring. Hey, you're watching NASA Edge. An inside and outside look at all things NASA. Cool. What is it with the? I, I that's my line. You're not in the. You're not in the seat. Don't I'm worry not about it. In the seat, but yeah. he didn't say it that time either. I need my. I need a cue card. I'm sorry. Jumped over to Franklin. Welcome back to NASA Edge. An inside and outside look at all things NASA. See, it just seems so natural when Troy says yeah, it, doesn't it? Uh, it does you know. seem natural. Hey, what about me, disturbing. man? Well, you're, you're, you're always good. Uh, so. uh, you're the standard. Hey, tell you what, we, we have a special <laughs> guest on the line today. Yes, we do. Uh, we have uh, Paulette uh, Lever from uh, Jet Propulsion Laboratory, or JPL. Uh, Paulette has a cool piece of technology that involves the sun directly, indirectly. We'll, we'll let her explain. And that's on solar sails. Solar sales. Is that like when you get a discount on something? Is that- <laughs> <laughs> Wrong sale. Oh, oh. Blue light special. Could you explain oh, to Blair uh, this, the whole idea of solar sales and uh, what they're all about? You can use the radiation that comes from the sun to propel a spacecraft. And to do that, you have to put up a great big... Uh, sail. We call it a solar sail. It's a very, it's a shiny material, very shiny aluminum or something like that, that reflects the sunlight. And just the fact that that sunlight is being reflected off that shiny sail um, gives a push on the sail. And you can use that to propel a spacecraft. So it's not solar wind? No, it's not using the solar wind. The solar wind is a constant stream of, of particles coming from the sun, but it's, it's too weak. It has much, much less energy. Okay, it's weak, but it also creates issues here on Earth, even though it's very weak. But that's a radiation issue, not a power issue, so to speak. Is that right? We definitely feel its effect at Earth. Yeah, magnetosphere. Magnetosphere, right. That's, that's my word, by the way. You can use it in any publications that you... The solar cells have been around... I mean, the concept has been around for a long time, right? Concept's been around for a long time. Uh, unfortunately, NASA has not yet tr- tried to do a mission or even demonstrate the technology. 
Now, is the concept of solar sails, I mean, would that just be used uh, in the inner planets, or could you use the, that solar, te- solar sail technology as you go beyond Mars and, and head towards the outer planets? Well, actually, one of the missions that, that, that I've uh, worked on uh, a study, that uh, NASA looked at a study of a mission that would actually leave the solar system. It would use solar sail technology to go all the way out beyond the planets and actually go into beyond what we call the the sphere of influence of the sun and and go out into the material that's between the stars to see what this interstellar material is like. Well, now, I'm sensing that there's a little bit of controversy here. Is it kind of like the difference between people that use yachts versus the people that use sailboats? Yeah, that's a good idea. I like that analogy a lot. Yeah. Okay. I like sailboats myself, but yeah, well, anyone well, that sails uh, yeah. really looks down on the people that use, you know, power boats. Exactly. So, so right. then, see, there you go. Right. Now, what kind right. of sail are we talking about? Are we talking about a, uh, you know, a football-sized sail? The one mission I talked about that would uh, leave the, the solar system, that one required a sail that was about uh, 200 meters on a side, so that's about two football fields on a side. Oh, so we're fo- talking geez. really big pieces of uh, aluminum foil. And Paulette, how thick is that? How thick oh, is that material? It's really, it's really, really thin. Uh-huh. You know, you're getting so much push on it, so you want it to be as light as possible so it can go faster. Being um, made with uh, a thin material, there wouldn't be any problems with uh, solar dust or anything puncturing the uh, sail. Uh, uh, they, we've looked at that, and uh, you get going pretty fast, and so it's like it's a little piece of you know space dust or whatever. It kind of just makes a little teeny hole and goes right through. Um, obviously, if you hit something really big, you'd have a big problem. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but that but would you be... can't be that unlucky, right? What are the odds that you hit an asteroid? I, I like her attitude. That's, That's great. right. A little optimism, a little unlikeliness there. Yeah. I think you need to investigate in the NASA Edge logo origami shape. Oh, now that's a good idea. Oh. A little Because if you can unfold it and have it in the shape of the NASA Edge logo, <laughs> it, it would go beyond the solar system, out into interstellar space. Yes, out we to nowhere. I have a question I'd like to ask about solar cells. You mentioned how fast, pretty much indicated how fast these solar cells can go. Well, let's say we're in a spaceship that's going really fast, a spacecraft with this solar cell. How in the world do we slow oh, down? <laughs> Yes, that's the problem, and that's that's you know, I mean, you've hit it, you've hit the nail on the head, because that's basically why NASA hasn't been as interested in using this technology as an alternative, which is called solar electric propulsion, because that you can stop this. You basically, because um, once you get out to the outer planets, there's no like radiation pressure anymore because it's falling off, and you can't stop. NASA has a mission called the Dawn. Uh, spacecraft right. dawn missions going out to visit some asteroids. That's using solar electric propulsion, and that spacecraft has great big solar panels, you know, typical like solar panels you have. But, uh, and then they take that and they make energy and have a engine, an, what's called an ion engine. Right. And mm-hmm. that's how... That's like TIE fighters from Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. They're a little <laughs> slower than that, unfortunately. Well, that's the, that's the twin ion engine. That's what TIE stands for. That's true. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we've already done oh. this. That's right. <laughs> that was a long time we, ago. We did this back in 77. No, yeah. that was a it long, was, long time uh, ago uh, in a no, galaxy. Far, 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 far away. <laughs> Where do you see this solar cell technology 10, 20, 30 years down the road? Do you think it's viable and we can actually uh, have a, a triple solar sail vessel going yeah, to one right. of the outer planets one day? I hope so. Yes. I think, you know, it's, 
the, the other place that I talked about going and leaving the solar system, the other thing that we'd really like to use it for is to get a spacecraft that can go in and orbit over the poles of the sun. Because all of our missions that are looking at the sun are stuck in the ecliptic. Right. And, you know, it's kind of a limited viewpoint. Sure. Because... Uh, there's the poles of the sun are, are, are different. I mean, we know, yeah. you know that's the poles of the magnet and all. And, and, and our, being our, that our, we're told not to ever look directly into the sun, you know, that's not something you want to do anyway. And our mm-hmm. co-host is stuck in the ecliptic as, as Edge host, so he's he can't get beyond that. Yeah, very limited. <laughs> we could have yeah. a bipolar spacecraft. That's <laughs> <laughs> and then we then it'll need counseling there and medication. Well, thank you, Paulette, for being on the show today. Uh, we really appreciate you uh, explaining to us more about solar cell technology. And yeah. look forward to a uh, Space Weather Action Center from me later on today, hopefully in the show. We'll send it to you. Okay. Awesome. And uh, and don't forget magnetospherence. Mag- we, we, right. can okay. ta- we can talk about that later, though. And if you're going to put that in a report, put it as a footnote at the bottom of the page. Okay. Thanks a lot. Hey, and yeah. have a great time out in okay. California. Thanks. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. You're watching NASA Edge. And inside NASA, I look at all things NASA. I was waiting for you guys to do that. <laughs> you sure were. Wait, what show is this? Go ahead. Hey, go ahead, Troy. Take, take the reins on that. You're watching NASA Edge? And inside and outside, look at all things NASA. Welcome back to NASA Edge. An inside and outside look at all things NASA. He's a pro at this. It's actually a little uncomfortable. I mean, you can at least stutter a little or, or, you know, fumble a little. I could fumble the ball just a bit. Yeah, Yeah, I can can work on that. Hey, what did you think about that solar sail technology? Awesome. I don't know if you noticed that in addition to being very knowledgeable about the solar sail, she really picked up on magnetospherence. You know, that all comes back to the sun, which is sort of the focus of the show. Our favorite part of the show. And especially looking at solar energy and just how beneficial solar energy is for us. Because without the sun, I mean, we wouldn't be around. I'm surprised the next 20, 30 years that we're not going to have solar power or everything. We need solar power because have you looked at your energy bill during the winter yet? I mean, it's out of control. (laughs) Oh, it is is out of control. Excellent point. And with the right amount of solar technology, you'll be able to put electricity back into the power grid. Wouldn't that be amazing? There's actually neighborhoods around the country where they're actually giving back power and making money. So. That's yes, right. well, I'm sorry, did you say making money? That's yeah. very important. That's, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> Reducing the power bill and increasing profit, that's a that's double That's a Dave Ramsey philosophy. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. right. <laughs> that's, 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 a, that's an economy I can buy into right there. <laughs> right. But anyway, right. moving on. We have Sun Earth Day, and Sun right. Earth Day started as just one event right around March 21st right. for the equinox. And eventually we found out people from all over the world were using Sun Earth Day activities throughout the year. So now Sun Earth Day has become this huge event that happens with a culminating event on the equinox. However, activities are going on all the time, anytime you can do it. This year we're focusing primarily on space weather and space space weather around the world. If you need a guest lecturer, I can can show up. You're hired. You're hired. (laughs) Great. We'll bring you right in. (laughs) Did my mom talk to you earlier? She did, you know, she's on my iTouch. Your site is sort of like a one-stop shop about the sun That's right. solar weather. I mean, why go anywhere else? Because your site has everything. It has, I think, just about anything a classroom or even a museum would be interested in using. Because this year is focusing on space weather, right. we're going to have a whole section on that site that talks about all of these types of space weather and solar and solar energy types of activities you can do and as a science fair project or in a classroom. That well, might give you an idea no, for your little... No, I'm way ahead no, of you. No, you're way ahead of me? Okay. I'm, I wanted to tell you and thank you personally because 
the solar technology I'm using for my Space Weather Action Center was derived from your site. So I went on and actually explored, learned a little bit about solar energy, and now I did t talk to some NASA researchers well, afterwards. That's always a good start. Because to pull off a, <laughs> pull off a full uh, Space Weather Action Center report based on solar power, I needed a little more, you know, power than, you know, to boil water. Solar Week happens uh, a couple times a year. Usually we have it in the spring and in the fall. And it's an entire week of activity that's devoted to people who go online to register to become part of Solar Week. Okay. You can get to that website through Sun Earth Day okay. easily. And on that website, there are several different kinds of activities you can participate in. Right. Um, every day of the week, there's a different theme related to okay. space weather. And this time we'll be dealing a lot with uh, solar energy. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, it was one of the activities. Okay. And uh, it, there's information on there for teachers to go into, and they can find all the activities, the games that can be played, and how kids can get involved. One of the really great parts about Solar Week is that they have guest scientists that are there throughout that week. Oh, that's cool. And so kids can actually ask questions anytime they'd like. Is this online? This is online. Okay. If you go to uh, the Sun Earth Day website, right. sunearthday.nasa.gov, right. you'll be able to find a Solar Week and also the day for when that okay. event takes place. Which is kind of cool is you have a, a section on solar careers. And that's actually kind of cool because it lets the, you know, the, uh, the students know what kind of careers you have in, a, in, in solar energy or solar power. Or that's right. One day is devoted to kids going online and typing any questions about the science we're talking about or the careers right. and getting answers right back. So Blair, do you have, uh, is there any info here that you've learned in the last few minutes that might help you with your project to maybe tweak it? Um, look, well, at, look at other possibilities, different perspectives. No, actually, um, I mean, I'm I'm all good to go with my space. It's pre prepackaged. I put it together. It's just a matter of so, so having we'll enough. Present it to Troy. Let's do it now. Um, well, I, I, Frank, when you have it, is you want to? You know, there's no go? better time than the present. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Well, there is a better time than the present. There's a time <laughs> shortly <laughs> in the future that's going to be much better because I'm, like I said, I'm doing this via solar power. And uh, it looks like I'm only at about 70% right now. So when I reach okay. 100%, then I will be able to broadcast my my uh, Space Weather Action Center. Now, okay. the Space Weather Action Center that Blair is talking right. about is a program that you can also learn how to do yourself on That's the Sun Earth Day website. And as a matter of fact, I've brought a few little props to oh, show you oh, yeah, uh, cool. what Space okay. Weather Action Center is. To do a Space Weather Action Center, you can set it up, build it in your classroom. All you need is a leisure suit. Cloth, oh. a leisure suit. Oh, oh sorry. Did, did this is my leisure suit from my mother <laughs> that she built, built for me. But you can basically put this up on the wall or paint the wall green, yeah. and you can do some chroma keying with some really inexpensive software. The green screen. The green screen. Yeah. And like the they do with the weathermen on yeah, TV. Exactly. And the ultimate goal is to make something called a space weather report like you're apparently going to do for us. Yeah, I don't have a big notebook like that. Though. Well, let me show you what this big notebook can do for you. <laughs> this is the uh, Space Weather Action Center notebook. Now, I made this myself like teachers would. You can go to the Sun Earth Day website. You can download a flip chart, and it will actually walk you through how to track a solar storm by yourself. Done it. Uh, in a real, it's pretty easy to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, now, see, I just did the online. For, I didn't print it all out, but that's exactly what I had to go through to get Is this to, what your report looks like? No, I, I actually did. What, what you're going to see later is the produced video component. That's perfect, yeah. because that's what we're hoping all of our students will do, too. There you go. And, you know, they can make the reports any way they want. It's right. for them, their classroom, and ultimately we'd love to see students begin to, through their school, maybe sure. podcast some of the reports out. Well, how long is it going to take for you to get to 100%? It's, it's, yeah. 
I mean, soon, but I, I, I don't know. I, we, gotta, I, we gotta go to a break. Are we going well, Okay, we'll, we'll go to a break, and uh, we'll go to a break, but I, I'm really unsure on the time. But I'll tell you what, the second it's done, uh-huh. I will make sure you get a copy and you can see it and evaluate it and make sure That's it's great, up to speed. Because I have to take off here really soon. Okay. Well, and uh, I'll try to take a look as soon as I can. I'm oh, very perfect. interested in seeing this. Perfect. I'm looking forward to it. It should right. be great. Well, hey, so let's go ahead and take a break and then we'll come back and we'll talk more of Troy Offline. Okay. You're watching NASA Edge. And inside and outside look at all things NASA. Well, I'm what? looking forward to seeing <laughs> Yeah. I'm looking forward to being a part of the show again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, need that, I need that job link from the Welcome back to NASA Edge. And, In, and inside and, and outside. <laughs> at go, all things. Go, go ahead, go ahead. And inside and outside, look at all things NASA. Thank you, because this is you, my moment. You feel better now? I do feel better. Because you're back in the I'm chair. Back in the seat. You're closest to the center, so now you're the I, co-host. I feel good again. But I gotta say, it was a great experience to have Troy in the studio today. It was a lot of fun, and of course, we learned you know, a lot. You know, I covered it for you because you never finished your Space Weather Action Center report. No, I did. I finished it. It's, why did, well, why it's didn't you done. No, it's a matter of being able to broadcasting and having the power available to do that. In other words, you procrastinated <laughs> no, 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 to hook no. it up so you can get the power. No, 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 no. It just solar power takes longer. Franklin, back me up on this. I mean, I didn't have the industrial solar panels. I had to get, you know, scrounge for what I could okay. what I could get. So I'm just glad to see you back in the in the driver's seat. Yeah. It's great, isn't it? All right. Well listen, here's what it's I'm gonna got do. This I, aura around you now. It's, 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 the, light, it's the lighting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's the lighting off the red hair. It's a red glow. But essentially what I've done, I did okay. the Space Weather Action Center, right. I followed the plans. Okay. Uh, uh, religiously on the uh, website, right. Sun Earth website. I put together this report. It's powered entirely by solar power. Okay. And I'm ready to demonstrate it for you guys. And of course, I am going to make it available for Troy. You sent him by email? Yeah, absolutely. And you're going to put it on the screen here? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And as long as you guys are ready, get ready because this is it. This is my big uh, Space Weather Action Center. Uh, no. Yeah. Well, he couldn't have because I haven't shown it to anybody. Okay. Well, so this out. is all new. Blair Allen with the Space Weather Action Center. All right, let's check it out. Welcome to the Space Weather Action Center with Blair Heatmiser Allen, the creator of Magnetospherics. Even as a child, the NASA Edge co-host recognized his unique relationship with the sun. Die, cool star! Years later, Blair restored his relationship with the yellow dwarf star and began to use its power for good. Today's entire forecast is powered by the sun. And now... Here's your master of magnetosphere, Blair Allen. Thanks, brilliant announcer guy, and welcome, fellow solar prognosticators. I'm going to do two things today. First, I'm going to demonstrate my eco sensibilities by using Troy's leisure suit. I mean, green screen, and I'm powering the entire segment with solar energy. Secondly, I'd like to introduce new technology that uses and analyzes solar imagery to provide data that will enable us to better handle the fluctuations in solar activity, solar flares, CMEs, and most of all, magnetospherence. Let's begin, shall we? Image one. Oh, this is clearly a class one CME, which within about three days, you can expect minimal magnetospherence. You'll probably drop a call here and there, maybe from an in-law, you think about your SPF uh, with the intensity, you probably can subtract five from your sunscreen rating. Uh, pretty manageable stuff. Next picture. Oh, now we're getting somewhere. 
This is clearly a class five CME. You still have about three days to respond, but you're going to feel the magnetosphere. We're talking GPS recalculating on a major scale. One minute you're in downtown DC, the next you're three miles off the coast of Madagascar with no cell phone service. Next picture. Oh boy, this is much more serious. Like all class six CMEs, speed is a little less predictable. Kids do not stare into the sun, not even with those little eclipse shoeboxes. Put away the magnifying glass unless you plan on burning a hole to the Earth's core. Plus, you lose all cell phone, GPS, power grids, and sunscreen becomes nothing more than a marinade. Pretty serious stuff. Next image. Oh, that's strange. I don't have any classification for this. Uh, interesting auroras, but uh, it's pretty much the last thing you're gonna see before you burst into flames. Uh, we're losing power. Wait a minute. Um, where's my Hertzsprung Russell diagram? Uh, this is Blair signing off. Okay, so there's okay. a little bit of difficulty with the solar power, but but you get the idea, right? I mean, that's pretty good, right? <laughs> it's no, it's good. It's fine. Uh, have you set this to Troy yet? Uh, yeah, it, it went up immediately. Once it was green, boop, gone. <laughs> <laughs> Troy would support me on this. Uh, email Troy. Troy would back me up on this. That's a fine space weather. It's just the, the delivery was kind of inhibited. Hey, if you want to learn the... more about Sun Earth Day and Solar Week, go to uh, yeah. sunearthday.nasa.gov. At least you were paying attention yes, in that segment. Yes, of course. sunearthday.nasa.gov. And if you didn't like my Space Weather Action Center, you can do your own and submit it on the website to Troy, and, and, and then he'll judge. And then Actually, we'll e- email us at nasaedge at list.nasa.gov and give us your opinion about his uh, SWAC, or Space Weather Action Center. Yeah, and report. it's because it's very important for my future, because if I'm going to be a media not, I'm gonna, uh, my role is going to be making sure that we don't fly during a magnetosphere. Okay, whatever. Hey, you're watching NASA Edge. And, and inside and outside, look at all things NASA. I beat you. I'm first. Such a, such a chump. <laughs> do you, you, oh, you do that. You better do up. No, I'm fine. I told you. It's a power requirement. It's a, that's the, okay. the problem isn't the content of the... This is the guy that came up with magnetosphere.